This is the PR Podcast, a show about how public relations helps you tell your story to the world. We talk with great PR practitioners who have the skills, creativity, and just plain savvy to get their clients noticed. Now here's your host, Jody Fisher. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the PR Podcast. I'm Jody Fisher. Thanks for joining us. We're posting this episode a couple days late. We're sorry about that, but it is just that time of year when the days are more crowded and it seems like there's never enough hours to get everything done. I'm sure you're feeling that. I am definitely feeling that. We hope you do have some downtime scheduled in the next couple of weeks. We're also taking a couple weeks off from the podcast. We will return in January with new episodes and new guests. In the meantime, we want to to uh, make sure that you enjoy yourselves. I'm going to be enjoying myself for sure, uh, taking a deep breath uh, and sort of recalibrating for the new year. This has been a tough year for a lot of people uh, in varying degrees of uh, severity uh, and, and not, to get, not to get down here, but you know, it's, it's been a tough year for a lot of people. Uh, and, and I feel very fortunate and, and uh, very thankful um, that things uh, were, were relatively uneventful for me and for my family. Hope it was the same for you. Uh, and if you are struggling, we hope that you're able to get the help that you need. Certainly, if you ever need to reach out to me for anything, please just let me know. Shoot me an email, send me a text, uh, or connect with us on social media. Uh, but while you do have that downtime scheduled in the next couple of weeks, we also hope you enjoy yourself. Uh, and we thought that it was a good time and a good opportunity to talk a little bit about end of year and beginning of year public relations and what goes into successful pitches this time of year. And specifically, share some stories about how I go about planning with my clients to maximize their public relations exposure at this time of year. So there's a couple things that I think all PR people engage in. Thought we would maybe just walk through those a little bit, give you some of my feedback, and maybe that'll spark some ideas uh, on your end. Maybe there's something that you do that I don't mention. Would love to get your feedback on social media about things that you enjoy doing at the end of the year for your clients that help you uh, maximize their PR exposure. Uh, but I'm just going to run through a couple of the tried and true uh, basic examples of what, what PR people do typically this time of year to help maximize their clients and maximize their exposure. Um, number one, what everybody thinks of is holiday lists, right? Um, th these are the things that you open up and it's, you know, the top five gifts for him, for her, for the kids, uh, for tech, for personal care, uh, the top five places to go uh, for your holiday if you don't want to stay home. I don't think a lot of people are doing that this year, but you get the idea, right? All those lists that you inevitably see throughout the month of December and right into the beginning of January. Um, here's the trick about those. Uh, anybody who's been around these uh, once knows these don't get written in December. These get written in September. <laughs> these get written in October. Uh, and depending on what, what publication you're working with, if it's a monthly, you know, you're talking about at least three months out. Uh, if it's broadcast uh, or something that's a little more immediate, maybe it's a little closer to December. But it's never in December. These things are done by the time we hit Thanksgiving. Um, so if you have a client that has a thing, whether it's a product, whether it's a service, whether it's a destination, um, whether it's an idea, whatever that thing is, maybe it's a charity, you want to be pitching those holiday lists in Q3, right? That's the, the third set of 
uh, uh, three months of the year. So it's basically over the summer. You want to be talking with your clients in the summertime. What do we want to put on these lists? And then you want to be pitching them like the minute you get back from Labor Day, really. Um, because it takes time, right? Everybody's, everybody's working on these things and all these editors are getting a million emails on the perfect thing to put on their list. And they've got to wade through all of this stuff um, so when you do send those pitches, also make sure, just like any other day of the year, make sure you're sending the, the image, the video, the social media handles, the description. Make it cut and paste, drag and drop for these editors. Uh, make it really easy for them. Uh, the more you give them and the more you hit their sweet spot, the more likely you're going to you're going to be to make their list uh, but be pitching them way 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 in advance and usually over the summer um, number two, holiday guidance or experts. You know, now that starts to get pitched a little closer to December, but right before or right after Thanksgiving, I would think. And, and you have to think uh, about the medium that you're pitching uh, and the work that they're doing. You got to work on their deadlines, right? Obviously, uh, a monthly, like we said with the holiday lists, a, a monthly magazine editor is going to be thinking far more in advance than, let's say, a broadcast radio or TV editor or a digital digital editor. Not that they won't, they'll still be thinking about it in advance. Um, but And they're certainly not going to think about it last minute. But you've got to work on their schedules, put yourself in their shoes, and pitch them on their schedules. And what do we mean by holiday guidance or experts? Well, it's, you know, maybe you've got, uh, maybe I, you know, I've got a pediatrician, for example, um, and she has terrific advice. Uh, and so we do brainstorming uh, advice for parents. And so we do brainstorming regularly. Um, but we had a specific brainstorming conversation about holiday advice for parents, whether it's, you know, are we going to grandma's house this year? We were really successful with that pitch. Um, what to watch when you uh, do travel or if you have to travel. You know, some people, um, some people need to travel uh, or, or find themselves in a position where they, they either want to or feel they need to travel in some way, whether that's getting on an airplane or a train, which is probably not advised this year, um, or even driving in a car. Um, so you want to, if you have an expert, and we had an expert in her, um, give advice for those people in those scenarios, but be pitching those well enough in advance too, right? I mean, holiday travel season really starts Thanksgiving time. Any other year, it would be starting Thanksgiving time. And, you know, this year was, was similar. Um, you want to be pitching, you know, uh, at least a couple weeks in advance of Thanksgiving to catch the Thanksgiving travel season. And then you want to be pitching again immediately after Thanksgiving for the December holiday travel season. Um, and hopefully we'll get back to normal traveling last, uh, next year in 2021. Um, but again, you want to be pitching those people well enough in advance. You want to work on the media outlets deadline, the editor's deadline, uh, and make sure that you're meeting their expectation and their need for what they have to do. Uh, number three, uh, what we call in-the-can stories, right? These are stories that can get saved um, for downtime. Sometimes we call them evergreen stories, right? Because they really don't expire. You can just, you can, you can have them. You can, you can stuff them in a drawer. You can put them in a bin or whatever. Uh, I remember when I was working in, in New York City, uh, all news radio stations, we, we would have those 
um, all week long, we'd be filing stories for the weekend, right? And we'd, we'd have them, we'd just put them on a, basically on top of a filing cabinet <laughs> and we'd, and we'd pull them out on the weekends. Um, if, if there was not a lot of news going on, you'd grab an evergreen story. You'd grab, grab an in the can story. Um, and there is sometimes, depending on the news cycles, there can be a lot of space that needs to get filled uh, the week between Christmas and New Year's, where there's typically less going on, right? There's less politics. Um, there's less uh, people holding press conference. There's, there's less regular business going on in that week because everyone's taking some time off. So that's an opportunity for you to pitch a story and to place a story that can fill that space, especially when we're talking about broadcast, because broadcast, you still have to fill, you know, every minute of that day or, you know, every minute of that 30 minute newscast, every minute of that 24 hour all news radio station, they still have the same amount of space to fill. Newspapers, a little bit different. They can, they can shrink and expand the, the publication as they need. Um, Figure out what stories you can pitch that don't have an expiration date and pitch those well enough in advance and pitch them specifically when you when you write to the editor. Say, hey, this could be a great story for the week between Christmas and, and New Year's or this could be a great evergreen story for a weekend. Um, and evergreen stories, you know, like I just said, they, they happen 52 weeks of the year. There's a weekend every every week of the year. Um, so evergreen stories really don't go away, but they're especially valuable to newsrooms in that week between Christmas and New Year's. So think with your client, how can we maximize your PR exposure that week? What do we have to offer that can be valuable to newsrooms when they're looking for stories? Um, you don't want them to have to go searching for something at four o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday. They can just reach into that evergreen bin, reach into that in the can bin and pull a story out that they can plug right in and use. Number four is holiday availability. Now, we just got done talking about how people are taking time off and they're sort of downshifting and spending time with their family, what have you. Um, but like we just said, the news goes on that whole week in between Christmas and New Year's where everybody is typically taking some time off. Um, so find out, do your subject matter experts have availability? Do they want to be available that week? You know, uh, emergencies still happen, right? And things still come up and news still breaks in the week between Christmas and New Year's. So do you want to have your client on standby to be available if something happens that they can chime in on, that they can lend their expertise on. Um, it's called opportunistic coverage, right? A story breaks. You've got an expert who can talk about that issue. Um, can you plug your expert in on breaking news? Now, that requires you as the PR person to not unplug from the news to make sure that you're still uh, checking out what's going on. And l we all know this. Good PR people never unplug. They never completely unplug. Maybe they unplug for an after afternoon or maybe like a weekend or whatever. But we've always got our phone. We've all we're always checking email. We're always looking at the news. Um, we're never completely unplugged. So uh, make sure that you have the contact information for your client that you need with you all the time. Uh, make sure you have those newsroom contacts uh, that you can utilize all the time. If something breaks and you know you can plug in your client, why not do it? Because, and here's the real reason, it's not just the one hit. It's creating the relationship. That one good availability in, a cl in the clutch 
right, for that editor, for that reporter who is dying for that expert because they need someone on the air right now. Uh, and Annie Scranton talked about this uh, in, in one of our previous episodes. Uh, Annie, Annie Scranton from, from Pace PR. Um, you plug in that one person um, and, and they will, you're creating a relationship for life with that, between that client and that outlet and with you and that outlet, right? Because um, you're, you're talking to those booking editors all the time. You're not just uh, talking to them on behalf of that one client you plug in. You're talking to them on behalf of all your clients that are applicable at that outlet. Um, and a former coworker of mine, it's one of my favorite lines to use because she's absolutely right. It's not about, she used to tell me that working with, with editors, working with booking uh, producers, it's not about this hit. It's about the next hit. It's about the relationship that you're creating with the reporters, with the editors, with the booking producers um, for life. Uh, and that speaks to your credibility and it's going to speak to your success as a PR person um, working with outlets, being able to effectively fill their need. Um, they, you know, we all have needs. We, uh, us as PR people, we want to put our clients uh, in the media. Media have a need. They need people to fill that space, whether it's an expert, a person who can tell a story, um, a, a subject matter, what, what have you. They need, they, it's a, it's a two-way street. And so the best thing you can do is to be there to know, for them to know that you are reliable, you're accessible, you will either get them the thing that they need, or even push them in the direction of someone who can get them what they need if you can't. Uh, and I always do that. Always, always, when I can. I just did it literally yesterday, the day before we're taping this. Uh, a reporter uh, called me up, wanted to do a story with my client or asked if someone from my client was available, uh, turned out that it, it wasn't a match, that, that the question she was asking, I didn't have someone to answer that question. But what I did is I referred her to someone who I knew would. They're not my client. They had nothing to do with me. But I knew that this person could help her out. And so I said, here, call this guy. Um, she was grateful. Um, we've known each other for more than 20 years. So, you know, of course I would do that just as a friend as well. It's about that credibility. She knows that I'm going to help her out one way or the other. Um, and that's the kind of relationship that I like to create with all reporters, with all editors, with anybody that I do business with. If I can't help you by giving you my client in some way, shape, or form, I'm going to refer you to someone else who can. Even sometimes if that's referring it to uh, a, a, another PR person or another another. Um, Another peer organization, um, you know, we, we, I never call them competitors, right? Because you, we're all competing kind of against ourselves uh, to, to a degree. Um, and, and clients will say, oh, well, they're a competitor of ours. Well, they're really not. They do their thing. You do your thing. You overlap, sure. But at the end of the day, there's enough room, enough room there for everybody. At least that's the way I think. Um, so help these reporters out. And getting back to the holiday availability uh, topic, because I've been riffing here a little bit. Um, make sure that if your client wants to be available that week, that you have the ability to plug them in because opportunistic coverage can create lifelong relationships. Um, the last one I wanted to talk about was what, what I call back to it PR, right? When January, when the curtain comes up on January and, and we start off the new year, um, Editors and reporters and writers, they're all coming back to the newsroom, or in this case, they're coming back to wherever they're working from home, 
but they're coming back into the fray, right? And they're looking for stories. They're looking for content. And everybody's starting to get ramped up. But that very first day, there's a newscast on every TV station. There's a radio report on every all-news radio station. There's a newspaper to pump out. There's a website to write. Um, there are stories that need to get filed that very first day. Take advantage of that opportunity. What can you pitch that very first day um, to a reporter to place your client in a story um, that will be valuable to them? Now, it doesn't have to be, you know, uh, the splitting of the atom, right? It doesn't have to be this huge story. It just needs to be something that's worthwhile, something that's interesting, something that works for that particular outlet's audience. But it's, again, it's that helping the reporter out, helping the, hey, Peter Shankman, I just did the help help a reporter out thing. That just came right out there. <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, it's helping these reporters, these editors, these the, the people who are in those newsrooms, because they've still got that space to fill. They still have to find those stories and put them out there for their audience um, on day one, even when everybody else is just sort of, you know, getting back into the office and getting back into the swing of things. And, oh, we'll get around to doing something in a couple of days. Newsrooms don't have that option. So take advantage of that. That's an opportunity for you. Pitch something first day back. I mean, I'm, I'm standing here on December 23rd taping this. I've already got stories I'm pitching on January 4th. I know I'm coming in on Monday, January 4th, and I'm pushing the button on a whole bunch of stories that I got ready, and I am confident, at, at least, that my clients will get the publicity that they're seeking. Um, rather than pitch it today, I mean, who's going to write this thing today, right? On January 23rd, I'm going to pitch it on January 4th and they're going to, they're going to get the press that they want because those reporters and those newsrooms are going to be looking for stories the day they come back from this holiday break, if they've taken it. So make sure that you are ready. So that's my short list. I, I, I hope it sparked uh, some ideas in you. I hope if you have ideas, things that you like to do around holiday coverage, let us know on the Facebook page, uh, Twitter, Instagram. We're all at The PR Podcast. So send us your input because that's really what drives this show and that, that's why we're here. Um, we do hope you have a safe and a happy holiday, whatever you celebrate, um, wherever you're going, make sure you stay safe. Um, thank you very, very much for listening this year and making the PR podcast such a success. Um, we got out of the gate in just the last few months and, and we've, you know, taken off like a shot. Um, everybody we reach out to, to come onto the show is really excited, uh, and eager to do it. Um, haven't had any no's, which is, which is just wonderful. And, uh, if you are interested in being a guest on the PR podcast, let us know. We'd love to have you on. We, we tape a show once a week on Fridays, uh, and we'd love to have you on and share your expertise, whether you're a PR person, whether you are a reporter, editor, someone in the media business, um, or, or you know what, maybe there's someone there who we haven't considered. So let us know if you're interested in coming on. All you need is a microphone and an internet connection, uh, and we can get you on the show. Please remember to subscribe to the show, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The PR Podcast, and send us a question or a comment. Our intro is by Christopher Apple. You can find him and his terrific photography on Instagram at Christopher underscore A-P-P-O-L-D-T, and check him out. He's got some great stuff there. We will see you in the new year. Have an enjoyable time with your family and friends, and we'll see you next time on The PR Podcast. 